spidey senses tingling. Really big show. He's already picked the home team of his heart. This is your host, Slim Tebow, on the Paper Cake Podcast. There you go. By the time this posts, he could have been traded from the Denver Broncos. That's your nerdy news nugget. Since when is talking sports the nerdy part? Welcome to Paper Keg Podcast. We talk about industry news. Now that I'm doing it, though, who knows? Uh, news veteran. All bets are off. We'll get to you in a second. Okay. Round table of comic books we talk about. New and old. What we're reading. We'll do a book club book. We do one every week. This week's book club book, Moriarty. And we read your letters live to close out the show. Even the bad ones. Letters at paperkeg.com as read by Living... What's the opposite of legend? Original, classic, one that's, and only golden oldie. That's the same. That's no, the same that's the same thing as legend. Get the intern on it. Living, opposite of legend, returned last week from the depths of somewhere else other than this podcast. Welcome back, Mark Farrington. Reunited, and it feels so good. You are known as the former DC historian. Um, you're an auteur. That's what people are calling you. How do you feel about that name? I'm proud of that name. People yeah. are really saying that? Yeah, a lot of people. Jonesy, you, you been saying that? No, I have not. Oh, okay. Uh, to his immediate left is, uh, we're just jam-packed full of writers. Just great writers. Jonesy is working on a comic book right now. It should be out at some point. <laughs> Jonesy loves writing a comic book for 20 years. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. I love this whole new Jonesy Loves dot 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 thing we're doing. It's quite excellent. Um, Mostly related to your unaccomplishments. Yeah, really. That voice is a great man. He is a family man. You know, nothing comes before that family. Uh, Let me finish first before you start talking. Nothing comes before... His family, except this podcast, Dale underscore A. Thanks for coming back, podcast family man. That's right, yeah, since I have nothing else going on except the family. How terrible for you. It's good to be here. We have probably the biggest show we've ever done. Let's not beat around the bush. Don't beat it. No. Can't be done. Jam-packed. Moriarty is the book club this week. You ever heard of that guy, Mark? Only from the movies. I didn't even know he had a comic until you told me we're reading this. Wait, what? What did he just say? I tuned out. Yeah, really. He, you asked me a question, and then you tuned I, out. This is what I do. It's you amazing. Did, you did or didn't read Moriarty? I read Moriarty. Oh, okay. Congratulations. But, did but you, not know that he was a comic book character? Yeah. Only he's know actually from the um, Sherlock Holmes' main adversary. Did oh. you know that? I'm aware. Before? Okay. I'm aware. From the movies. Arthur the Conan Holmes. Doyle. Yeah. The creator. 
Can I get a little preview of what you think of this book? We'll get into it. Same for the, for the segment of the show that we do it on. Jones we Gloves. need to go Moving right ahead. into the news. Um, Mark, how do you feel being back on the show? Former DC historian, now a homeless vagrant. It feels good to be back, but I feel kind of rusty. I've been out of the swing of things for a couple right. of weeks. I'm trying to keep up. Mm-hmm. Are you just dreading talking to us on the podcast, or is that something you still interest you? No. Or I think I could get back into the swing of things. Mm, could, but you don't. Really I have a. Um, I can't get comfortable here because the second I do, I'll be kicked off by the producer. I have a lightning round rebuttal for you later in the show. I remembered from the Save action it. comics. From the action comics. Right. Save it for truth, the justice, round. and the American way. Lightning rebuttal. What's happening in the world of news? X-Men. Everything X-Men happening in the world of news. Things are getting extreme in the X-Men, right? You want to hear about this lame new title coming? The Extreme X-Men? Dazzler. Love Dazzler. Allison Blair. Dazzler and alternate versions of Emma Frost, Nightcrawler, and Wolverine are going to be on the Extreme X-Men. What? Alternate versions. Alternate versions. They, of course, they got to get the alternate Wolverine in there. Get out of, of here with this extreme. Is it going to be that cowboy Wolverine from uh, Astonishing? That's yes. Going on right now? That's the, um, that's the characters yeah. from the Greg Pax fantastic really? short little run on Astonishing X-Men. Yeah, that strange uh, twist of fate. I didn't read any Astonishing except for the Whedon, and then I jumped on for that. Isn't it fantastic? Yeah, it's very good. Take that, Dale. You know, you don't sound too happy about this extreme X-Men. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. understand why they're called extreme X-Men, I'll be honest. I don't know why. Just I think trying to reinvigorate that title. I would have called yeah. it, like, Alternate Universe X-Men Limited Series. Yeah, I would have just called it Exiles Volume 3, because that's what it sounds like there they're doing. Go. Mark Farrington. Brian Wood is going to be writing the regular X-Men and the Ultimate X-Men come this summer. Can Brian, we, let's preface that with regular X-Men. That doesn't hold the luster that it once had. Yeah, X-Men. There's like 12 ad- X-Men comics. Adjectiveless X-Men. And um, But no one, Greg, yeah, Greg Pak's going to be doing extreme X-Men. No one's been reading X-Men. No Adjectiveless. You're right. It started with vampires. Ugh. It's still going on with vampires. I read it, and I used to like it until the vampires came back. They, they've still been in it? They're still in it. They've yeah. been in it for like, what, five issues Jubilee now? is still a... Uh, She's a vampire yeah. in it, too. Ridiculous. It was supposed to be a one-and-done story, and then it stretched to two, four, and here we are in month five. Save us, Brian Wood. How about this? Womanthology? You guys remember that? You hear about that? I heard I know a little right? something about it, yeah. Kickstarter, they they earned like $5 million for <laughs> woman comics, I think. And they, don't, and they don't know where the money went. Five close to five. Yeah. There's going to be an ongoing womanthology series. Good for them. Good ongoing. for those ladies. Absolutely. They deserve it. Do you have in your um, your notes from your sources how many people ended up backing that project? I would love to know that. Yeah, that's old. I mean, that's old news. Old news. Are you talking if you, creators? If or? you Googled, can we get the intern to Google Kickstarter womanthology? That would take too long to Google. This is 2012. So I know anybody who's anybody woman-wise in the comics industry's got their name attached to it. Like Gail Simone, Devin Grayson. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Name some other female writers. Name Becky Clooney. Becky Clooney, no? Yeah. There's going to be uh, three-issue-themed minis. First theme, space. Love space. Fiona Staples. 
and space. Oh my god! Come on, Let's take my monies, <sighs> take them from might my well, hands. Might as well call it Saga. <laughs> I got a good name for it. How about Spaga? Spaga. He's you back, ladies and gentlemen. Feel free to use that one. Oh boy, um, womanthology. Yeah. Remember we talked about that way back. It got you know made some some big news. Yeah, that that was a huge Kickstarter. I played devil's advocate at the time. You did. I remember that because yeah. I looked at how many people backed it. Right, you know? and they're not backing. It was like a couple thousand, maybe. What did? Yeah, and it was like oodles of money. It was like five million dollars, but only like four hundred backers. Can we confirm right. it was five million dollars? I the intern's not. She, she <laughs> just is, ran out. This of is room. eerily reminiscent of when Jonesy said Brian Michael Bendis makes like four hundred grand a month. <laughs> no, four hundred grand a year. <laughs> what did is that true? famous Twitter hater DC women kicking a think of it? She was against it, right? She is a polarizing figure. That DC women kicking a. Uh, is she still um, around? She is. I don't know. The black feature is a great feature. Yeah, I couldn't even tell you. Uh, what a great feature Super that is. Super mute is what I like to call it. <laughs> <laughs> Super mute. I think, I don't remember actually. I I had to take a break from, from internet stuff. People, you know. I don't blame you. You know, I'm a, Too smarky. I'm a changed man since I had a son. So you know all control? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? I have learned the art of patience after 29 years. Good. I've learned And it. you're still learning. I'm still learning. I'm, I'm never done learning. Right. Always learning. What are we even talking about? Zen cake. I'll tell you. I can tell you what I learned. Yeah? Mark Wade. He's a big name. Christopher Somni. Whoa. I like, it. I like, I like it. it. Where's it going? Where are we it's going? It's going this? up, up to the sky, sky. The Rocketeer. Whoa. They are going? going to do an IDW four-issue mini of the Rocketeer. It's got tight. You... <laughs> Wow. That was and very strange. shorts. <laughs> I am very excited. Um, what is up with Chris Somney? He does like one issue of Daredevil and an issue of Buffy or Angel or something. Like, you're Chris Somney. Why aren't you on something huge right now? Yeah, he's, he's, I don't he's get it. He do like little tidbits. I, I wonder if that's him and he chooses to just do it that way. And he does, like, crazy expensive sketches, and he'll, like, open up sketch um, segments for, like, an hour, and they'll be sold out in, like, ten minutes. And they're super expensive, too. Yeah, they are. And we're to the point where his website will say, like, I'm not doing sketches right now. And it's, he <laughs> wow. sounds agitated like, about it. Please leave me alone. <laughs> um, so I, I don't be... know. This guy, I, I just, he's such, his sketches that he used to post online all the time, he doesn't do them anymore, I guess because he's getting, like, consistent work, but... I don't know why he just isn't on some kind of like amazing title for months and months and months. Can I, I be real for a minute? Oh, Please do. I prefer real Mark. You all know how I feel about Mark Wade. <laughs> Your favorite writer's favorite writer. Mm. But I got to be honest. I don't know any Chris Somney work. What's he done? He did uh, Thor the Mighty Avenger. You know that the ladies loved. Uh-huh. Okay. It's a little love story. He All did right. the free comic book day Captain America and Thor. Which my son's very first comic book. My that dude. was good. That was good. Uh, he just did an issue of Daredevil, I th- or maybe it's not out yet. Yeah, I, I think it's coming out. Um, what else has he done? He did a f- he just did the most recent issue of Ultimate Spider-Man, which I actually didn't like because it, he didn't. His Spider-Man just doesn't work for me. No, it's too radical difference. I agree with that. Uh, it's like Jim Lee on Spider-Man. You know, think of that and then weird realize why you wouldn't like it. Yeah, and then next thing you know, he's doing some Twitter book club with uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jeff John. <laughs> 
so that's what he's done. There you go, Chris Zombie. Cool. He's great. Sounds it. He is. Believe it. Um, is that it? We, the we green, the green Arrow. No one cares about Green Arrow. The CW. Uh. The C-Dub, as it's called. Yeah, you're right. Nobody cares about it. <laughs> Can yeah. we talk about uh, the TMNT? Getting the alien origin? He's been trying to get this rammed He's into the show. I need it weeks. in here. Can I get your opinions, please? What about Teenage Mutant You know, uh, they're going to turn into uh, another blockbuster film. And uh, the old Michael Bay of Transformers fame. Question. Bad boys. Yes. Is Corey Feldman attached? No. Well, I don't know about this. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> isn't he dead? No, Corey that's the Hame other one. Is oh, it's Corey. The other Corey. Oh, yeah. Rest in peace. Um, All right. So he comes out and says, you know, it's going to be all about comedy, but action and, you know, family. And we're going to get all genres. And we're going to turn these turtles into some badass aliens. And the world want, and the world and and the record stopped and went and we're like aliens. He's going to change the origin of the turtles from mutants to aliens. Mm. Can you still call them teenage mutant? Ninja They're actually turtles changing the then. name to teenage mutant ninja aliens. That's a fact. That I just made up in front of you. You just got I trolled. Figured as much. On the Robin Williams is Splinter. Live to tape, you just got trolled. <laughs> Robin Williams is hairy enough to play Splinter. I don't have enough hours in the day to get upset about this. I'll be honest with you right now. Who cares? Yeah. Michael Bay? Jonesy cares. Who gives a hoot? You I remember wish, uh, Turtle Aliens. The movie probably won't even get made. Do you remember when Jonesy interrupted the whole show just to tell us about this <laughs> TMNT? This is a total waste of time. <laughs> this is like Robert Rodriguez on Deadpool. You know how many times Robert Lee Liefeld has been talking about a Deadpool movie? I just saw still footage. I just saw test footage. It's been happening for like 10 years, bro. It's over. Deadpool's never going to get probably, made by Robert Rodriguez. drawing in his ske- wow. sketchbook while he's saying it, too, because that's all he does. Drawing. I'll tell you right now that uh, Slim just derailed my derailment. <laughs> <laughs> I derailed it so hard we're back on track. <laughs> Didn't Ryan Reynolds say he's starring in Deadpool? Yeah, for I, I don't. I'm stop, getting agitated. Stop, I'm everybody, stop. Right okay. now. Okay, and let's go into the roundtable. We're Wells. running out of time. You're right. Is you're what's right. happening. You're just. You're right. Who's going to start? This is where we talk about the books we're reading. Right now, together as one, Family Man, Dale underscore A. <laughs> just fist pump the my face off right now. What are you reading right now? Thief of Thieves number two. Nick Spencer. Nick Spencer, the uh, guy that's going to be sued by Bob Kirkman, <laughs> is drawing it. Um, so I read the uh, back of the book, and uh, Nick Spencer is like, oh, yeah, I'm so happy to be attached to this thing. Bob Kirkman told me – so this guy, so this guy Kirkman, you heard of this guy? Bobby. He just comes up with an idea and then delegates. He's like, you know what? This is my idea. Nick Spencer, you make it happen. <laughs> and in mind, let me wrestle creative control from you. I got it, these is contracts a, for you to is sign. This is a lawsuit troll? Is that what he's doing to Nick Spencer? That's what – and I, I'm going to be writing in to Nick Spencer to tell him just to watch, watch, watch himself. Back. Watch his back. Whatever documents he signs. Nick, I'm not a lawyer, but yeah. he needs a – I'm keen eye. We don't know what the contract is like. Let's just say that. I I know people though. Okay. Um Thief of Thieves number two uh picks up immediately after number one, which was a huge kind of cliffhanger when Redmond Washington, I don't know if that's his name, walked in and said, I quit. I quit being a thief. Cliffhanger. I'm not doing the Venice project. I'm out. 
Cue to number two. He's back sitting with his uh, thieves, thief assistant, thief assistant, and um, she's like, you quit? And he's like, yeah, that's it. Come to find out it's all has to do with his wife, and he wants to get his wife back. And they got divorced over this. They lost a lot of stuff in this. They lost their son. He's dead? Poor son's dead. And it doesn't allude to why, but it has something to do with the thieving. The conniving, the conning, and the thieving. And you can tell, I mean, he's seeing it way too late because when they first got together, him and his girlfriend at the time and his girlfriend's brother were all into it and they were junior thieves and, uh, you know, robbing jewelry stores and he gave his lady a, a stolen jewelry item. Are junior thieves like an actual title? They get badges? It says junior thief? Uh, no, I I actually made that up. Uh, made that, that up. Like so I'll, yeah, I'll be getting some royalties from the... Uh, Come to find out, drink. Yeah. Other edition. <laughs> Come to find out. Um, and he shows up at a restaurant a la uh, Ocean's Eleven. When Clooney, great, great when Clooney shows up to uh, to dinner with Julie Roberts and Andy Garcia hasn't showed up yet. And uh, he just sits sits himself down and starts talking. And uh, he ex- she explains to him that it's way too late. It's even more an insult that you quit now because I, we've given up everything. We're through. Our son is lost because of this. And now you're going to uh, now you're going to give it all up. She's remarried. And uh, it ends on a pretty somber note where he like he's going through his garage or like a, a storage facility, and he's just like staring at a picture of his son. It's kind of like ups, you know upsetting like to know what he's gone through. I mean, he's not a nice guy. You know, he's not a good guy by any stretch. But I don't know. You sticking keep, with it? I'm going to stick with it. Good for you. I'm going to stick with it. You're sticking with it's, it. It's really uh, really cool. Nick Spencer's doing a good job, and I uh, feel bad. You know, you know, I don't write. Or remember any names, mm-hmm. but the uh, the artist is doing very well. Interesting, Thief of Thieves, Check and I wouldn't out. even have known Spencer if you didn't bring it up. So okay, all right, just watch your back, boys. Rick Remender, The Secret Avengers. Anybody else reading this? Anybody? I read yes, the I'm... issue where Hawkeye was tested. I remember we talked about it. Yeah, it was pretty good. Oh, yeah, the one, the uh, point one. But I didn't pick it up after that. There's a lot of crazy stuff happening in this world of Secret Avengers. I'll tell you that right now. Gabriel Hardman, the artist, got a Chris Somni vibe. Just all that. He's a Somniac. Mixed in with uh, those Breitweisers. Remember them? You remember them? Yeah, I remember them. Yeah, you do. The Three Frogs. Um, what's happening in this book? Ant-Man. He's, uh, you know, trying to earn his place on the team. I'm not going to talk about a whole lot about the book. It's just good. Venom. Captain America wants to bring Venom on the team. Hawkeye is like, "Uh uh-uh, puppy. Hardcore, "Uh uh-uh, puppy. And, uh, Ant-Man is, uh, he's been tasked with saving this, um, mother and son. You know, he's been in hiding. And when the moment is right, he breaks out and he's like, I got to, I gotta protect these two. So half the book is not not half, but a good portion is him on the run, um, trying to protect this son. And he's like talking to himself and like this is, you know, I gotta find the Avengers, the Avengers gotta get here and help me out. You know, I gotta outlast these guys before I before I get killed and the end of the issue is him um I think it's already been spoiled, but 
the end of the issue is him uh, seeing the Avengers. They finally arrive at this area where he's protecting his kid, and then um, he doesn't get to them in time. But he makes he, he tries to make the ultimate sacrifice, try to save this kid, and it was just a gorgeous uh, portion of the story. As Jonesy blows his nose and ruins the entire moment. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I do have a cold. I, I will say that I don't give two craps about the Ant-Man character, but this was a pretty banging story for a guy that was just trying to do the right thing. Hmm. Wow. I have a question for you. Did they touch um, on the Venom part of the book? In Venom 14, Cap talks about a way to sever some kind of neurological control so that Flash can control the symbiote without having the mental part. I think they, they talked about it. it. They might have vaguely talked about it, I think. It seemed like a cop-out to you a little bit. I don't know. they got to think of something. I always thought that the Flash Thompson character wasn't going to last long. But now like, When they, when they the first symbiote? announced the Venom title, I thought that they made it sound like Flash was just going to be the first person that took over the Venom symbiote. I and think that's what it was supposed to be because you only have X missions. Yeah. But the problem when you have a book that's based around like a – ticking time bomb type thing is eventually you got to address that yeah was that right what was the the description that he could only wear the suit so many times like 20 missions or something i wonder if maybe he's not at that point yet okay i think in one of them he's exceeded that because he went awol for a couple of days and well it's he, it's a certain amount of hours i think yeah one of the things is a like certain that. amount of hours but i remember when the book was announced it was like 20 missions or 20 attachments or whatever we gotta move on we're gonna all right sorry jeez Mark, I hope Jonesy doesn't blow his nose while you talk about I something. I am so emotional. sorry that I have a cold audience right now. And Charles, he's probably lost all faith in me. <laughs> he, he, you know, he loves Secret Avengers too. Charles does. Yeah, mm. that's uh, the, that's the one book he pulls from the uh, official sponsor. He probably loved it. Bookshop. I think I loved it. Me right he now. loves it. Hates me. Avengers: The Children's Crusade, number nine, starting in July of 2010, and it just finished. It was a bi-monthly book by Alan Heinberg and Jim Chung. The Young Avengers Were Searching for the Scarlet Witch. This is an epilogue issue. The smoke is cleared. The Young Avengers have found the Scarlet Witch. The X-Men, the Avengers, and X-Factor have all fought to decide what's going to happen to Wanda Maximoff. She has had her powers taken by Doctor Doom. And we have seen the death of a Young Avenger and consequently the ending of the Young Avengers team. This book took me by surprise. It was initially a slightly out-of-continuity book with an interesting premise of let's go track down the Scarlet Witch, brought in all the heavy hitters of the Marvel Universe, and it had some pretty lasting changes for the Marvel U. This was a game-changer to them. You learn in this book that Doctor Doom was responsible for Wanda going crazy in Avengers Disassembled and starting seven years' worth of Marvel stories from... Avengers Disassembled, House of M, Civil War, you name it. Everything that spun from Wanda going crazy stemmed from here. That's huge. You really start to see the blatant philosophical differences between Scott Summers, Cyclops, and Steve Rogers, Captain America, where the Avengers want to rescue Wanda, says she is and always will be an Avenger, and Cyclops staring him dead in the eye saying, no, she decimated the mutant race. She needs to pay for it. And I love that the young Avengers were the ones who had to pull them apart and say, guys, what are you going to do? Let's walk this out. So the dust has settled. We see these teen heroes going through an emotional toll. We see how it affects their team. We see how they react to the death of one of their own. And we see the Avengers and the X-Men start to disagree. This was a huge setup for AVX, and I can't wait to jump into it. 
I heard this book was a letdown, I'll be honest. That's what I heard on the internet. The issue? Mm-hmm. I got to disagree. What did you hear that it was That's disappointing? It. I just made that decision based on like some nobody's mentioning on Twitter. I actually said it. With no reasoning. <laughs> <laughs> Jonesy is the I, nobody I'm talking about. And instead of words, it was just a nose-blowing sound. <laughs> well, so there you go. I hope you guys never have colds. When's that going to be a sounder? they come down to you like a guillotine. <laughs> guillotine. <laughs> Jonesy, what are you reading right now? <laughs> The Strange Town of Luther Strode, Issue 6. This issue concludes the six-issue uh, six mini. Luther Strode finally has his big face-off moment with the librarian, who has been his arch-nemesis uh, throughout the series. Um, the librarian in the previous issue had kidnapped Luther's mother, and uh, now Luther's going to show up to kick his A. Uh. Trad Moore. Art in this issue is spectacular. Really? Bloody mess. Have this you read it? So? I have not caught up with five and six yet. Is this, does, is five or six where issue one started? Yes. Okay. You finally get onto the jumping point where the final battle is. And, um, you know, I, I love this series and it's two things I, I loved about this issue and the conclusion of it were one, that um, the librarian says that he has released thousands of copies of the uh, Hercules Method a year. And, of course, you know, that's the book that will teach you how to be just like him and have all these powers and talents, if you will. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Luther was the only one to actually read the uh, the Hercules Method and get the powers and how that makes him so unique. And I was like, that I thought that was a really cool moment because... It's like he's planted this out there for anybody to pick up. The potential for anybody to be a Luther Strode is out there, but he everybody's lazy, so they won't do it. And the other part was Luther only did this to defend his mother against an abusive husband. And it's kind of like his life has spiraled out of control to this very moment, mm. to this big climax. And I don't know, it's so well written. And Tradmore's art is spectacular. Hmm. I can't wait to pick that up and trade because I haven't yeah. read any of it yet. And I just I, figured at this point I'd go I'm trade. Hoping a digital trade will come out. Breaking news. We're right. out of time. We got to get into the lightning round right Some, now. Somehow I knew that breaking news was going to happen. Uh, podcast Savior. Dale. Give it to us. Two sentences or less. What are you reading? Wolverine and the X-Men number seven. Extreme scientists wreak havoc at the Jean Grey school. Absolutely broke my heart to see Beast embrace Brew after being manipulated like that. Avengers Assemble number one. More like Matt disassemble <laughs> and never read again. <laughs> Matt disassemble. Uh, Mark Farrington, before you go on, I have a uh, lightning round rebuttal from last week. Oh, yeah, lightning rebuttal. Uh, you talked about truth, justice, and the American way. 
what's so funny about truth, justice, and the American way? Did you actually read that last week, or did you see something online that reminded you of that book? I saw something online that reminded me of that book, so I decided to pull out the floppy from mm-hmm. my collection. All right. I was half right, and I still think I'm 100% right. <laughs> but what are you reading right now? Avengers Prelude, Fury's Big Week. If you want to know what happens between each major motion picture to tie continuity into the Avengers, check out this book. Hmm. While entertaining, half of it seems unnecessary. Scarlet Spider, issue three. Okay, we get it. You have a Spider-Man costume in your cane. (laughs) Tell me something good. Mm. The neck movement and the jazz hands you exercised during your first sentence <laughs> did look like there was some kind of dance recital happening while you were sitting. Um, Moriarty, Sherlock Holmes's adversary. He's got his own comic book, and it's out right now. We're gonna talk about it. Check it. Um, creative team of Daniel Corey and Anthony. I don't. I think that's what, it. Dice do. Did the cape tape cut out? Is that why you sounded like that? Maybe. It, maybe it, it did. Um, Sherlock Holmes is dead. Shocker. Spoilers. Um, Moriarty is. Uh, he's gotten taken down a few pegs. You know, his criminal empire is not what it was. He's a little scraggly looking. He needs a shower. Uh, he's taking odd jobs. He's an importer exporter these days. He's the George Costanza More of Sherlock Holmes' enemies. Vandalay uh, <laughs> imports. Um, guess what? Sherlock Holmes had a brother, and he's missing. Mycroft was his name in the books and in this book. And uh, who else? But to find out why, but Moriarty. And that's uh, that's the first trade. In a, in a, that's in a it. That's, that's the in whole. A, that's the short version. During last week's fireside chat, you teased what you thought of this book, but uh-huh. I'm curious if that tease was accurate. Did you like Moriarty? I did not grow up on the Sherlock Holmes novels. Uh, let me. I'm putting it out there now. You know, I'm giving it an even shake. I. <laughs> Didn't read any Sherlock Holmes. Uh, the only Sherlock Holmes that I think I've ever seen is the first two episodes of the new show. Sherlock, you enjoyed Sherlock those, Holmes, whatever it's called. You enjoyed those, did you not? I enjoy them. Yeah, they're fun. On the yeah, beach, they're fun. Yeah, they're on the the hunt. You know, those two guys, high stepping, running. Is that what I'm getting from that? Yeah, a little, one of them's a little light in the loafers. You know, maybe he does a little prancing. But and that show is greatly enjoyable. Um. And if you're into the books, I think you'll love Moriarty. You'll love it. Not into the books. So, yeah. We'll get into detail of what I feel about it after I hear from you guys. No one wants to hear my negativity right off the bat. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest here. You and, Maybe we have Jonesy set it up. From Jonesy, a, from you a take positive. the reins. He, he obviously went, he, he, I right. think he would do a good job of setting it up more. Maybe I'll do a, another setup. You wanted to hear my uh, setup. I did. I did want to hear your setup. James Moriarty, former head of the Black Hand, so the it right European criminal mastermind 
who fought and killed Sherlock Holmes? Question mark. Is now brought back by none other than Dr. Watson, his old rival, to find Mycroft Holmes, the other genius Holmes brother. This adventure, told in four issues, takes him across the entire European continent, meets up with many uh, of his old agents who we've seen in the novels, and now he must piece together this mystery and this awesome steam bunk as I like to say super weapon that might threaten the European culture and uh, I'm going to go ahead and spoil it the whole thing, the first volume for everyone he he concludes the adventure he decides that you know this was my long last flame, I'm done after this I, I kind of repaid my debt, my restitution only to have a note left for him that says the game is afoot again signed by Sherlock Holmes so now the series is spurned into is Holmes alive and Moriarty is now has another spark of life in him more adventure on the horizon this book was amazing I don't know how Slim didn't like it there you go Dale your thoughts Moriarty um I did a little Wikipediaing to uh, kind of help me along with this, not knowing anything about anything. I gathered that he, maybe he killed Sherlock Holmes at Reichenbach Falls. Um, obviously, he was uh, he's suffering because of it. Now it's not any fun. Life's no fun for him anymore because Sherlock is down. His one main adversary that he could that could best him or at least match wits with him is no longer around. So what's the point of living life the way he was? Um I thought I, I thought the book was I thought it was very good, but I also thought that I was out of my element. I if it read like a a Sherlock Holmes story would have read. Like it was it was a lot to it. The uh the caper Definitely had to pay attention. The, yeah, you had to pay attention. The mystery at hand was many layers of people involved, of, of just God, who Godfrey is. I, I still don't know who Godfrey is. <laughs> um, but, it, but the only problem is that that sort of capery, I don't know, I just couldn't. I liked it, but it, it's not what I would normally seek out. Um, it just felt like it was too much. I was confused, and I didn't have enough time to go back and reread it. Maybe that was the problem. Mm. Mm. Um, I thought the art was, the action scenes were very good. To see Moriarty like in his kung fu, with his uh, cane sword, and stuff. It, the action scenes were were drawn very well. I liked the uh, the overall feel to the to the look of the book. Um, but I think it's just I think. The story was too complicated for me, and I couldn't keep track of it all. You think this would have worked better as maybe a kind of like Sherlock is rebooted as a modern day um, adventure? Maybe this title would have been like a five or six miniseries on the TV. You think it worked better visually as a, a script versus a comic book? Yeah, possibly. Um, 
only because I would be able to put better names to the faces. Right. Um, I think you may be on point with that. I mean, not to not. I want to say that the writer did a, an excellent job with, uh, you know, basically the continuity and the history surrounding these characters. I mean, I thought it was a phenomenal job. Um the way he portrayed everything and kept everything in the time period. But, you know, ju- it just wasn't my cup of tea, I guess, cup of English. Earl Grey tea. No, I agree. There was a, I remember like third, second or third issue, I realized that I have no idea what happened the past 20 minutes that I'd been reading. It felt like I had skipped five issues. I don't know. And that's the, the books were long, too. They like, were pretty long. I'm like, I'm still reading this since issue two. I mean, that's not a bad thing. It just, um, I just got lost so quickly during the reading of the book. Um, the art reminded me of uh, Steve Ellis, Box 13 and Moon. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. High Moon fame. Mark Farrington, you've been quiet. I've been quiet because this book has me confused. On the one end, it was it's a very interesting book where the character is brilliant. So it was fun to watch a brilliant person be brilliant. And it's fascinating to watch a detective's mind work. I didn't read Sherlock Holmes growing up, but I understand that he was famous for his powers of observation. And Moriarty had it in spades. There were instances where he would explain to another character on screen, oh, I've been followed for the past two miles, or, oh, this is what's going to happen now. And he's constantly explaining how he's three steps ahead of the reader and the other characters, which I get it as part of a detective story. And when you're dealing with a brilliant character, you got to get used to a lot of exposition. But at the same time, I don't think I was in the mood for it. It, it was so heavy with details that it, at times was a chore to pay attention to it. I almost felt like I needed to jot down notes and just to follow it. This is why I don't pick book clubs. It wasn't, it was a very good book. What's my track record? Authority and Moriarty, and they both were panned by everybody. Underboss. Underboss was fantastic. So three books out of 50. One. I can't hate on this book because every time I was ready to just give up and start thumbing through it, something would happen and it would pull me back in. And then I'd start getting bogged down in story. And that's no shot at the writer or the artist. They crafted a very well put together story. But you need to be in the mood to follow it. Now, it's funny. The first four issues just get optioned into a film deal. So I wonder if you guys were to see the... Yeah, that's why I actually picked this book is when I read the news. Um, I'm wondering if after the film goes out, you guys will, like love the movie but then you hated the book I can you confirm the rumor that Tom Hanks is playing Moriarty <laughs> and Rob Williams is Watson <laughs> it's gonna be called Fat Moriarty <laughs> the English people are tend to be more verbose English I guess people the British tend to be more verbose so couple of that with the fact that it's a detective story and he went into some long monologues about yeah. mm-hmm. whatever like some long monologues it looked great on my new iPad, though. Oh, seconded. You know, you could read those small text like it was, like, you know, huge text. Yeah. CMX HD, check it out. I didn't expect as much action as I got, and I was grateful for the action. It was... Because the story was so de-boring. It wasn't... You needed some action. De- it wasn't boring. It was just... I felt like I needed the doctorate to follow it. 
It's okay. Flipping back through my notes. Um, okay, stop, stop being a dead horse here, buddy. We, we get it. You don't like it. <laughs> Can we say that Mark had a fake notebook in his hand and he held out? <laughs> he did. Exactly. Let me check my notes. Uh, um, I I can't. I thought Moriarty, the character, was great, and how he had like these demons of uh, Sherlock just wasn't there to play any play with anymore, and uh, he was going to do right by finding Mycroft. And uh, I also liked how he uh, every so every couple pages he would kind of like recap the situation in his head, and uh, that would kind of work for the reader. It's like, all right, I'm in there. The desk is, you know, the desk looks right, and but the inkwell's on this left hand side. But, but uh, it was, but you know, upper echelon men at that time they would learn to write with their right hand because right. left-handed people they're obviously, you know, they come from nothing and they just wouldn't make it as high Good on the breathing. Wrong. Yeah, yeah, but uh, th- that kind of observational stuff was, I mean, really good and be, would be fit like a short story. The the detail. And, and stuff, which I thought was incredible. The the uh, and obviously it was a love letter to uh, his fandom. The uh, Daniel Corey Corey Daniel is that what you said the writer Something was? Like that, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. He uh, he obviously loves the the Sherlock universe, and I thought that was cool to be able to see his dream come alive. I read the letters page or whatever, and he was just like, "This is what I've been wanting to do." And thank you for I think Image uh, let him. Yeah, to get tapped into the it. property. Yeah, that yeah. he loves, and then kind of be able to tell this awesome what if story that Sherlock didn't survive Reichenbach Falls, and I get to tell the story of yeah, and it's cool because you, you see it all from the other side. I mean, how this fella reacts now—he's not necessarily a bad guy now. I mean, he 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 just kind of operates on not entirely on the up and up. Um, what threw me <laughs> that I was trying to wrap my head around the whole book is I couldn't tell what side each character was playing to. Your The book is obviously told through the viewpoint of Moriarty, and with passing familiarity, I get that he's Sherlock Holmes' nemesis. He's the quote-unquote bad guy. But in the book, he's very relatable. He's understanding. You could tell that he's past the prime in his life and a little bored, and he takes up this mission of finding Sherlock's brother for purely altruistic reasons and also because he wants some closure. So following him through the story, you you relate to him, you understand him, you know what his intentions are. But when they introduce Dr. Watson, I think in issue three, the guy who I know to be Sherlock Holmes' sidekick, as the story goes on, he almost had kind of a sinister vibe. And yeah, they're pulling off one too. another. And so I had a hard time trying to figure out who's the good guy and who's the bad guy. Who should I be rooting for? Even in the last couple page reveal where we see that Sherlock Holmes might be alive, it's... And I think his note said something to the effect of, I foiled this plan for you, and from here on out, I will be one step ahead of you. And Moriarty gets this spark of life, but at the same time, I don't know if I should be cheering for Moriarty to best Sherlock or Sherlock to stop his nemesis. And that was a cool edge. It's been a while since I've read a book where I didn't know who the hero was. Um, I forgot my train of thought. Oh, yeah, I mean, it got options, so obviously we're the dummies. You know, everyone else is right. We're just not smart enough. Flat I mean, out. Everybody That's relax. The fact. Um, no, but what happened in the... Um, so it's teased that Sherlock is alive. Correct. Um, a, how did... He did die in the books, right? No, it, he came back in a, in a story called The Return of Sherlock Holmes. How did he die, allegedly, in the uh, books? That he 
was battling Moriarty on the top of the falls and that he slipped and fell to his death. How long did that death last in the books, like real time? I I couldn't tell you that far. It's, that weird, far. it's weird that a, the hero would die at the hands of the villain. Yeah, book, well, right? I, I believe how the story goes, and you're going to have to fact check me because it's been a while since I've been involved with the with the books. But uh, Mandy Boo will fact check you. Yeah, Mandy Boo will probably fact check my face because I did something wrong. But uh, now it, he dies, and he, the the character was so popular. Arthur Conan Doyle wanted him to stay dead because of the popularity of the character. He brought him back in the turn of Sherlock Holmes, and um, I think that. But there wasn't very many novels after that after his return. So, in this book, to have the revelation of him returning being so much better, in my mind as a fan, I like to just negate the return of Sherlock Holmes and, and afterward. Because this is just so much better coming out like this. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I really enjoyed it, and I, I but I apologize. I Don't apologize. I, I brought this over to the book club. You don't, don't apologize I'm apologizing to the world, baby. Don't. Don't even. And if anybody uh, out there read Moriarty, let us know. Don't right fall in. for that trap. He wants you to compliment him. Don't do it. I recognize the signs when I hear it. Yeah, but you're, also, you're I don't need his blood Chris on my Albert. hands, Mark. I don't need his blood on my hands. We... Something happens to him when he parks his car in the garage and closes that door. <laughs> it's our fault. Seriously, it wasn't a bad book. If you prefer the more cerebral, intellectual property, check it out. Mori. What? <laughs> Sorry. What uh, that was some poorly timed uh, letter sounder. <laughs> we got your letters. I'm gonna open them up. Farrington's gonna read them to you. We are running out of time. We're in negative time right now. We gotta wrap it up. Uh, we get letters. We do. <laughs> and it just cuts off like that, and I forget every time. Letters at papercake.com. You know, you want to get your letter read on the air. Maybe we'll read it. What do we got this week, Mark? You know what? I got to apologize. We got a couple more left off from our 50th anniversary I didn't get a chance to get to. We got a ton. So, sorry, guys. I got to start with you guys first. Coming to us from Catcher and Listener's Lightning Round. Comic title. Greg Capullo's art on Batman. Mm. Capullo's art on this run of Batman is a gift from the heavens. I don't even need two sentences. Happy anniversary. <laughs> Thanks, Catcher. All Thanks, right. Catch. Can't disagree with him. It's true. Next one comes to us from Dustin saying, Hey, fellas, first off, congrats on 50 episodes. Wasn't sure how things were going to go after Mark left. Hashtag RIP Mark. Mm. Looked like some dark days were coming. No offense, Mark. Reign of the Replacements has been fantastic. <laughs> Secondly, sad to hear about the end of Paper Keg. It was my second favorite cat podcast right after Basscast. I'm looking forward to pen and Paper Keg with superfan Beth Corto. In all seriousness, love the show. You guys are great, and I hope that there are many more shows, quote-unquote, in the win column to come. P.S. Book Club Suggestion. Avengers Forever. It can be a bit wordy and crazy, but I still love it today. Dustin. Thanks, Dustin. Appreciate Dustin, that. Thank you. Dustin. That's 12 issues, though, I think. Yeah. yeah. Or have to schedule that one out two weeks or something. By, like, Kurt Music and Pacheco, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Let's see. We'll take that under advisement. What was it? Avengers Forever? No. <laughs> we'll take it to a vote off the air. Uh, yeah. Your boy, Kurt Music. Next letter. Hey, guys, not sure when this would post, but do you have any thoughts on Marvel's quote-unquote infinite project? 
Curious to hear what you have to say. They're making it out to being like they're inventing comics again for the first time. Also going on to ask who we side with in the Avengers or the X-Men upcoming crossover. Wolverine. Avengers versus X-Men. Wolverine. We're side have to pick Wolverine. one. No lame excuses about how you hate superhero comics or that it sucks. Absolutely. Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jonesy, you answer. Uh, see, if it was classic X-Men versus classic Avengers, and by classic I mean Cyclops, Jean Grey, Wolverine, Storm. Run out of tape. Like, yeah, or run out of tape. <laughs> Avengers, I don't, I don't, I think. Okay, care. all right. Avengers. <laughs> X-Men. All the way. Uh, yeah. I... How long is the Avengers vs. X-Men? Like 20 issues? It's going six months. Twice a month. Yeah. 12 issues. And then you got the Versus series. You've got the countless tie-ins. AVX versus X. Yep. Um, Let's not get down on it. All right. Stay did we have, do we have any other letters? We got one more from... Sure. Friend of the show, Don Garvey. Short mm-hmm. one. Congratulations. In honor of this moment... Uh, momentous podcast and like it if each of you would lightning around the person to your right two sentences to describe <laughs> how awesome that person is Chenzi you start he is a new friend but a good friend and I'm glad I'm on this ride with him M-A-F math math he has Excellent podcasting equipment and makes a good producer. <laughs> so good at inventing mind games that he can't even win his own like pick five. I'm pretty sure I'm undefeated in that. He is. I'm saying you can't even yeah. win your own. Terrible. You couldn't pick five if I told you to pick five. Something. You haven't even posed the, the, the name five question to begin An- with. Another time. Mentally. Dale underscore A. The second of two pillars of this podcast. Who's the first? The first being myself. At Slim on the Twitter. That's your second sentence? That's it. (laughs) Myself is the second (laughs) sentence. Jonesy loves beer. We are like one and the same. The two brothers from Thunder and Paradise. I wish I just didn't see you guys fist bump <laughs> because it's something I will never unsee. We did the Thunder in Paradise. Yeah, we have it down pretty good. Um, was that it? Do we have? Do we get? We got them all. That was it. There's all four right. of us. We no, I meant the letters. Oh, okay. Um, we had an amazing show. The four of us. Win column. It's something that I will never forget. The fist bump that I just witnessed. It's pretty great. We'll see it again. PK fifty two. Will Mark still be here? I better be because I promised Jesse of Bleeding Ink Comics I would review a book. Oh, that's right. That's right. You did. You're already a week late. Yeah, really. I got time. Uh, we'll see what the book club is for PK fifty two. Stay tuned. You're already volume two. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. You got any more winners for us, Jonesy? <laughs> <laughs> you want to do the second volume of Authority? Oh. Um, Stormwatch, maybe? 
Get out of here with that. It's been uh, it's been an honor it's to look to at myself there. in the mirror every morning. Fifty one years. <laughs> See everybody next week. <laughs> Feels like home. As soon as you twiddled that knob, Mark immediately logged into Facebook. Yeah, it was He crazy. couldn't wait. I saw an alert, wanted to know what I missed. What I did you miss? Tell us what the alert is. Some animated glittery gif about how today's fart in your face day or something. Well, what was the, uh, tell us. I got invited to an event Ooh, that I'm apparently co-hosting. Uh, oh, is oh, this wow. your yes, hello, um, live Event? Is this something else altogether? This is the chalkboard challenge over at the Iron Abbey. It's a drinking fest. You're hosting this. Co hosting. You're, you're with who? Myself and my buddy Joe and Steph. So you're Joe be like from Yes Hello. Joe from Yes Hello. Wow. Man. I don't know. Are we invited? Will or? you be like I just found will out you be about like this. an MC? What's what's happening at this event? I'm just apparently I'm one of the organizers. It's a little event that we've been talking about doing for the last year, the chalkboard challenge. When you go to the bar, you notice that there are 36 different beers written on a chalkboard with different alcohol percentages. We managed to concoct an excellent drinking game. How does your doctor feel about this? I have yet to consult him. I will conference him in as soon as we're done recording. I'm honored. I didn't know you cared. should do that. I really care about the podcast, to be honest. Right. I don't I want mean, you to leave again for four episodes we're just, because we're, we're dead. We're just Literally. two episodes in. and <laughs> But after four episodes, you'll come back to the, the grave, so you'll be all right. Um... Moriarty. Yeah. Still? I mean, hatred of Moriarty. Okay. No, I actually don't want to talk about Moriarty anymore. Um, we got to go. You just don't know what else to talk about? I don't have anything else to talk about. It's all right. We, it's okay. Uh, neither do I. I don't know. Well, there's always the ending question of next book club, but we don't even know what we're going to do yet. We haven't even had an email chain about it yet. True. Which is crazy, because we email chain like nobody's business. Absolutely nothing gets accomplished. Oh, actually, Dale and I email chain like nobody's business, <laughs> and you guys maybe chime in once every two days. No, because here's the thing. Let's let's tell the viewers Tell her like it is, Jonesy. Tell uh-huh. her like it How is. How it is. Wagon you both start the email chain at 8.30. Dale responds at 8.32. You respond at 8.36. And then, you know, 8.41, 9.05. Uh, we're, I'm just getting to work at 9.30. And you I have haven't looked at my emails. You have mobile phone with email, both of you. Yeah, I have to put it on vibrate because you'll wake my ass up in the morning. Sorry, my A up in the morning with your email. <laughs> we don't have another Jones. Charles, I am so sorry if you're listening um, to this fireside chat. Charles says you shook. There has shook been to the core. There has been a period of time where there's been 14 hours between Absolutely, email and reply. Yeah. This is 2012. How can you possibly, if you're not a CTO, CFO, CEO of a company? Let 12 hours, 14 hours go by between emails. Quite easy. Conscious effort. you got to be on all the de- on time with work and respond to those emails. The last thing I want to do is go home and respond to personal email. Do we know? We can literally time our emails with your Facebook updates and comments to see <laughs> if you commented on a Facebook post instead of emailing us. That's a fact. 
The Wait, same could what? be said about you and Twitter. That's what makes what, it so but that, No, because that, there's no email chain that I needed Ignore. to comment on. Hold on. But didn't. So let me ask the, the opposite question. If I'm waiting for an email response, will you not Twitter so that you don't think I'm checking up on you and seeing if you tweeted before you replied? What is a chain in question that that's happened with? I, I mean, I don't have a specific you need question. Name five. I can't. I can't name one. It's another one. It's another one. Hypothetically speaking, of course, Undefeated. Right? Undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if that counts. Uh, it's just fact. That's all there is to it. We'll just have to leave it at that. I mean... I think that some of this, too, has got to be mentioned that you and Dale both have jobs that you're on the computer all the time. What are you, Jonesy, what I don't are know you? about you, but I'm running around. I'm bouncing from meetings. I'm doing this, that, and the other. Do you leave your phone in your office? Because it's frowned upon. What to happens be if someone gets their head cut off in some right. kind of reactor that is? They your call birth. my safety guy. Liquid hot magma pours on their magma. magma. They call my safety guy. It's not my problem. It's mm-hmm. only got to call their family. I don't know how this <laughs> HR works. Yeah. you know, it's uh, all about delegation. What does an HR person do exactly? It depends. For the most part, I hire people, fire people, discipline people. Well, it's the majority of my day. Hmm. Sounds like a made-up position. It is, because in my job, the supervisor takes care of all that of their own area. They don't even have an HR person. So it must be nice. I'll take it. Mark versus Jones. So let me uh, <laughs> let me ask you a question, then. Uh-oh, here we go. All right, this, it's a text reading question. from the notes. No, it's not notes. Slim, so, I was wondering <laughs> last week. Now, with, with the email updates, I don't get pushed. Like, right now... We've been sitting here for the last how many hours recording. I got three emails. They didn't push into my notifications. I had to wait to update them. I we're, we're going to end up having to configure your phone, and we got to get out genius of that bar. situation quick. We, we'll genius get you what? an appointment at the Genius Bar this well, weekend. Can't you just fix it now? Genius Bar. They're open on the weekends. <laughs> can't you just fix it now? <laughs> I have retired from the field of... Friend helping? From <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, Thanks, buddy. We're running out of time. We got it. We'll see everyone here next week. All right. All right.